Hey, everybody, it's Josh here. And I just wanted to take a quick minute before the show gets started to just tell everyone that's listening. Thank you. Any way in any manner in which you consume this, whether it's downloading, listening on YouTube, liking our Instagram posts, following us on there, going to the website and clicking it. However, that mechanism is that you choose to consume the content that we produce. I just wanted to say thanks. And on behalf of myself, obviously, and everyone here at Game Rage, we all thank you because knowing that you're out there and you're listening. And if we can just entertain one person, then really that makes all the blood, sweat, tears, everything we put into this worth it. And I know I'm sounding like a martyr right now, but I just wanted to show our appreciation, I suppose. And also to, you know, just remind everyone to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at game rage magazine and to follow us on Twitter and X or slash X at Game Rage Mag, and to also visit our website, www.gameragemagazine.com. And again, thank you from everyone here and myself at Game Rage. From the bottom of our hearts, we thank you for listening. Welcome to the Game Rage Music Show. Am I starting this off? Oh, I can start it off if you want. Oh, shit, I mean, this is your shit, dude. Oh, all right. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Like, pretty much everything you've been doing is, you know, game rage. All game rage related things is Josh. So I don't know if you want to be the host of this shit. Then, well, that's fine. Well, yeah. you're the music guy, but here I'll start it off, yeah. and then you can take it from there. Fuck all right. right. Well, cool. hey everybody, welcome to the episode two of the Game Rage Music Podcast. And I'm doing exactly what Adam was fucking bitching about earlier with the white people on the fucking <laughs> <laughs> on the YouTube. I told you, man. I fuck, I, hey, welcome to our channel. Subscribe. Hey, would everybody please, please do this? Ah, follow us on Instagram. Like, like, like comment, subscribe. I, I didn't say like, comment, subscribe, though, but anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're here for episode number two, and today, I think, uh, it's, it's uh, as Adam has dubbed and invented this new term, Jocko Watch, it's Jocko Watch 2023. Yeah, uh, so, as... There's there's been quite a few developments that have been happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel I feel like <laughs> I feel like this is bre- breaking news. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, while just to recap you, uh, if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, there's been an artist that I have been extremely interested in as far as uh, music goes, and her name is Jocko Teen. She was an artist that I heard about through. Um, this thing called Triple J Unearth, which is kind of dedicated to discovering uh, like local new artists in Australia. And certainly Jocko Teen fit that description as she is one. She's an artist from Melbourne, uh, currently going to, I don't know, I, I imagine some high school. I can't remember the name of it. It's like Sea of the Star or Star of the Sea College or something like that. So I don't know how school works out there. Hmm. 
um, if it's just all one so, thing. So is she just not to like interrupt you, but is yeah. she? So she's is that high school or is she like in in college? That's what I don't know. I don't oh, know if like okay. high school and college starts like, it's like a transitional type oh, of thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not really. But sure. she's 16. She's 17. 17 now, ish. Yeah. Okay. All right. So when she got discovered, it was like 16. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so, so she made this submission to this thing called Triple J on Earth High, which is I think the contest was kind of catered towards high school students, and uh-huh. so she was one of them, and she ended up winning the contest. And then there was something else that happened with Triple J itself, which is the the radio station to be heard on in terms right. of uh, Australia, Australia. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could say it's like they're uh, like like, like K Rock or, or KEXP or yeah, some, yeah. some other radio station. Okay. But anyway, so I've been covering this from day fucking one. Like, yeah, it was one thirty in the evening, one thirty in the morning uh-huh. or two two o'clock in the morning that I came across this post. I heard her demo that she released, and I'm like, oh shit, this is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. and I just ever since that I've been following this girl. When she when you first found her, how many followers would you say she had? <laughs> Either somewhere around around uh like seven or eight hundred followers okay um i don't know if she was doing tiktok at that time so i don't know what her following what that was is. Yeah. yeah maybe it was just like come somewhere around the same ballpark but it's, it's somewhere around there mm-hmm. uh so then that's when the interesting parties started to come in there was the guy so another notable artist in australia is this mm-hmm. guy named genesis wusu who's like a superstar at this point mm-hmm. um his his manager, Andrew Klippel, somebody that's, I gotta say, the dude's very cool. Like, um, I reached out to that dude because I wanted the set list from Genesis Wusu's uh, performance at the Roxy as I thought it was like a historical moment, I guess, mm. like in my personal opinion it was because mm. this guy is just like a really creative artist and I haven't really found somebody like him and I'm like, I gotta have something from this night. So, yeah. He, he was cool enough to arrange that. Like, he just had me speak to the day-to-day manager, which is this woman named Maddie Smith and, um, she was extremely helpful. So shout outs to uh, Ourness Management for being just a top notch like fucking management group. Nice. Um, and again, getting back to Andrew Klippel, mm-hmm. this dude is, uh, you know, got a world class artist with him with Genesis Wusu, and now he's looking for other talent. So not more than fifteen or thirty minutes after the fact that I was following um, Jocko Teen. Uh huh. Did I see the name Andrew Klippel come up on Jocko mm. Teen's page? So I was like, oh, this guy is making moves. Mm. <laughs> but mm. I, you know, you just, you kind of start putting things together. Yeah, yeah. Shortly after that, four months, uh, well, actually, I can't predict when this person got inter- got involved or what happened, but I follow this other dude named the Benessons, and his, his actual name is Ben Locke, and he does A&R. And uh, A&R and marketing for Sony Music mm-hmm. itself. So I don't know at what point he started following Jocko Teen. It had to been between... I don't think it was in August. I don't think it was in September. So it must have been somewhere between October and December that this guy heard her voice. Yeah. And, like, hopped on. Jumped on the Jocko train. Yeah, the Jocko train, as one would put it. So... There, pretty much from that point on, it wasn't. There was no news about her releasing music. Mm-hmm. It was just her making reels and TikToks of covers of songs that she really enjoyed. Yeah, and then you know it started coming out that she was, she'd be asked to performing. She'd asked to be. Perf- oh my god, I'm, I'm like I can't English, uh, <laughs> but she would 
go and perform at like local festivals within Australia. Okay. I, I can't tell you which specific ones they were. And then she went to the UK and I can't remember the name of that festival. I want to say it was called Laneway Festival, but I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. But she went to the UK and there's this promoter or this brand called It's a School Night. Okay. And I didn't know they had a UK presence there. Mm. They're more known here locally in in Los Angeles okay. or Southern California. And they kind of do the same thing. They promote they promote like local art well not local artists, but like newer artists, like show they yeah, do yeah. showcases okay. and stuff. And Jocko Teen appeared to that. I'm like, oh fuck. That's kind of like a big deal. Cause that means if she, if she comes to Los Angeles, then that means that it's a school night is gonna host here oh. host her here in Los Angeles. But there was other things that were starting to add up. Um, like more recently, in the past two or three months, she made it known that she she didn't say who it was, uh-huh. but she said she signed a record and publishing deal. Oh. And I'm like, that sounds interesting. Mm, and I don't know. I What I came to find out uh, in recent news is that, uh, well, she released a song. It's called... You already know, mm-hmm. and uh, well, a lot of things have been happening. But the the main thing that I discovered is that when this song debuted, uh, I I screen capped it with uh-huh. my phone, and when I posted it as a story, that fifteen seconds, like seventeen minutes later, I got a content claim or something from Sony Music Entertainment, uh-huh. and two or two or three days before, I I reached out to somebody music related a, a music chum i guess you could say mm-hmm. and told him like hey i think this girl signed to sony music there's there's just like some weird stuff ap- happening and yeah. you know it came out to be true um or at least i had my suspicions about right, it right yeah yeah and uh that was one confirmation and then when the song actually released i checked the song credits and at the very bottom it says uh released under or like I don't know what the, yeah, whatever their copyright should be. Whatever their it, right? thing is, yeah. it says Epic Records UK. I'm like, oh, that's interesting because then if she was in the UK, that means that she was there possibly doing, I don't know, if maybe recordings or whatever it might be. But anyways, Epic Records is uh-huh. something that is owned by Sony Music Entertainment itself. And Sony Music is the third largest record label uh, along with uh, Universal and Warner Music Group. Mm. So there's like the three, the, the big three the big right three, there. Yeah. Okay. So the reason that it's interesting that she signed to Sony Music um, is because there is a, they are known as the biggest publishers as far as like the entire world goes. Yeah. So for like publishers, they collect on your royalties, whether that's mechanical, that's like the, that's like the composition of the song, I guess you could say, like the writing okay. and the... All, all that stuff uh-huh. and the performance is obviously like them singing and performing right. the song itself so it makes sense in, in my opinion it makes sense that this girl as talented as i believe she is that yeah. she's signed to sony because why why would you work with any other big like if, right. if you want to go with the big game you go with you go with them yeah the thing i don't know is that she's she's been recording music with this uh studio called noise recordings and they're based in australia so i don't know if she has her record deal with sony itself like she's Mm -hmm. recording music with their budget yeah and 
and uh, is doing the publishing because it makes sense, right? Like it would be those two things because they want everything they can have, right? right? Like, yeah, yeah. They want everything under one roof. So that's the thing I don't know is that if she just has the publishing deal or she has the recording and publishing deal done through Sony, and it might make sense that it's both because if you if you analyze her social media the videos and photos that she's taken are very high quality and even yeah. the equipment like the behind the scenes when you see glimpses of like the equipment that she's using the, the cameras the mm. like the lighting and all that shit like that it doesn't look cheap like it doesn't look like something amateurish or yeah and even if somebody paid for that stuff like i mean you kind of have an idea of like when somebody's putting some big some money money behind her yeah, yeah. And the other interesting discovery that I found in this same this past week is that uh, she did a three song set for Triple J at I think this place called the Sydney Opera House, and it was like a Triple J event. And in the second song that she performed, she had a sample from this group called Toots and the Maytals, and they're mm-hmm. kind of like big in the rock, steady, reggae, dub, like all that stuff. Okay, that that whole spectrum of sound, right? Mm-hmm. So. You as a person kind of get the idea that, I mean, if you look into things, if you got a sample of that song, it's not going to be cheap to use it. Like if you were an artist and you're like, oh, I want to use, um, I don't, I don't know. Look, I want to use a song from James Brown. Okay. Well, you got to go to the rights holder of that song for the masters and to then, say like, I want, yeah, I, I, I want to use this song. I just want like a five second clip of this specific thing. Like you got to clear a lot of things. Like one, you got to have money to pay for the thing. Yeah. Two, uh, I think, I think the people that own the rights to a song or the masters, I think they want the, the use of it to be used tastefully. Like right. it's not just going to be some stupid fucking thing. Like, yeah. And third, it's got to be a deal that's going to work out for all parties. Like if there's right. going to be royalties involved, well, I'm sure they want them. Like the person that's the right holder is going to want the money in addition to some of the royalties. Cause they are technically, they are making a small contribution to the song. So right. they got to work out that too. So I already think that, uh, because of that, like she has money behind her in that regard as well. Cause yeah. that, that's part, that's something you have to like account for in a budget. So anyways, um, she released her song before she had released her song. She had 400 Spotify followers Okay, in two days. So this was the start of it was Tuesday when I played her or debuted her song on Hedy FM. Uh, by then she had 1600 followers and then god damn <laughs> let me let me look at the exact numbers i let me uh so she had basically doubled the amount of followers that she had now um what 1600 let's see okay then she quadrupled and i think this was the day after so this was last friday uh uh-huh. Her audience grew to four thousand four hundred ninety-five. So, when from from Thursday to Friday, it it quadrupled, and then from from uh, Friday to Saturday, her audience got to nineteen thousand. God damn! And then from the like f- from Saturday to Sunday, she went up to twenty-eight thousand. Fuck! Yeah, it's just blowing up, man. Yeah. So wait till, and uh, I don't know if I could say this, but I have gotten involved with this. Um, mm-hmm. I reached out to Jared, who's like, I, I think her producer or something. Mm-hmm. And, 
I don't know if he's her manager as well, but I reached out to this dude. I just told him like, Hey, I'm a really big fan of Jack yeah. Teen and I, I want to help in any way I can. And there's somebody else that yeah. I know he can help you right, um, right. get, get her music in us markets, like specifically here in Southern California. So I wrote an email and included the other person who was going to be debuting her single tomorrow. And, uh, Let's just say that there's a lot of things lining up for her to be aired. Let's say for the next, yeah, week, yeah. like for the next week. But um, yeah, dude, I just uh, I don't know what else to say. This is like this is literally like doing a case study on like a phenomena. I mean, maybe yeah. it's just a human being, but like as far as being an artist goes, like this is I'm I'm taking this like as homework for myself to to observe an artist i guess yeah uh, so okay so when you had said about how they they copyright claimed you or whatever on instagram yeah because uh, i remember we, we, were, we were doing that and it only it still played here yeah so does does that mean that they don't have a deal set up for her here yet or is it it's like they only have it set up for like australia and maybe like the uk or something that's what i don't know because i'm not that that well versed in publishers but mm. i imagine like because basically when you're an artist like you get publishing for the country that you're in right right like yeah for, like for here in the u.s if you're an artist you get publishing for here in the u.s but in order to collect royalties and in, say india or even like china or whatever like you have to go through another publisher to, in that local area. yeah and it's it's either that they work directly with fucking you know, Sony, like, right. or that they are a subsidiary of Sony itself. So like they collect those royalties on behalf of that thing. And I don't know how that works. Like, I don't know if, um, that content claim or whatever it was that I got from Instagram itself, if that is just, um, that's just something within the Instagram system that, Sony has some kind of mechanism that allows them to detect whenever their music is played and they're just giving me a warning to say that's, you know, you can't play yeah, that. Right. And then like, if, if I continue to do that, like they just insist on Sony or not Sony on Instagram to take down anything. But as far as like what you're talking about, I'm like I said, I'm not entirely sure if she has a, a publishing deal that just goes worldwide. Right. Like, I don't know about that. So that's, I can't. Cause, cause Sony is a worldwide global, global, global yeah, yeah. thing. So you would think, I mean, that they would have some, if they felt like, but the holes you're poking in it, like the fact that it's only in some countries right, is that's, strange. That is weird because yeah. if they had a global deal with her, you would think, okay, they would have told Instagram, mm. Hey, or the, the, not the matrix, what is it? The algorithm would yeah. have picked it, because that's probably the what matrix, it is, right? Yeah. yeah, if the algorithm would have picked it up and it would have said, okay, cool, you can't play this anywhere, because it specifically said, it's, it said it may be, your post may be unavailable in some regions, and like I said, we've tried it here and it worked just fine, so obviously it's not here that they have that, and then you would think, I mean, it just in my opinion at least, if they did, if they were behind her all the way, obviously they're behind her monetarily, at least locally, in Australia and the UK and those kind of areas. So they're putting her, they're putting their money kind of behind her a little bit, but maybe they're not super bought in yet all the way of thinking that maybe she's viable globally as 
an artist, maybe they think that, oh, maybe we'll put in some money now and see how this does locally. And then if it then if it blows up, oh, cool, TBD, we'll do this later. We'll, we'll, we'll throw in the rest of it at another time. But then, the- I mean, that leaves the opportunity for her to be like, well, maybe you guys pissed me off or maybe this happened. And now, nah, fuck it, I'm going to go somewhere else for the U.S. Yeah. deal. The only the only counter argument I could say to that is that it does feel as though they've already thrown enough more on, than uh, enough at, at her, her uh, just because as I was saying before when it comes to the content that she's been posting on social media yeah. it, it looks like the video like the quality of the videos that she's it's posting gone up. it's it's gone up dude like yeah. it's, it's there's no denying it do you think that's probably because they obviously want to project like an image of her so they want her to look more polished and more refined as opposed to just oh just using your fucking cell I think phone I think they're shit? trying to ex I don't know if they're the word the word expedite is the correct one uh-huh. but um I think they recognize what's happening with her is that she has an extraordinary voice like so much so that that they're trying to put her on the fast track to be for her to be a, like a profitable artist. Yeah, and right. I, I feel like it's still going to take some time, but certainly like the groundwork has been laid. Right. And, you know, to, to further add to like her legitimacy. And I don't know, I don't know if this means anything. Uh, it's just like one of those accolades that you keep adding to your, your fucking like you're, you're adding another feather to your cap. Right? Yeah. So in addition to all the followers and even the streams have gone from like 2000 to 20 or 30,000, uh, yeah. within the last, like, God damn. so it's, it's going, it's going very quickly. Right. Yeah. But the thing that raises an eyebrow, I guess you could say is that, uh, Friday, I don't know if Friday's the day when songs get added to playlists, uh-huh. but by Friday from Tuesday to Friday, she was already placed on four Spotify playlists. Uh, one of them being called everyday songs, meaning that this is music that should be played on an everyday basis. Right. Meaning that these songs would be popular, popular enough in theory that everybody would listen Enjoy to them. them. Yeah. And so I don't know that that was kind of like, I mean, that is interesting that they would choose to place it on there without that large of a falling. Like granted she had 1600, um, yeah, but. followers, and then also the streams were a little on the lower side. But as soon as she got fucking placed on four of those, those uh, it just um, went, up, it just yeah. went fucking up. And so, and that's probably because okay, let's just imagine if she was still quote unquote independent, right? Probably she would have never got on that playlist at all. But because obviously the machine is behind her now, essentially with Sony, that's what that influence. That's what one would question, right? Is that yeah. Is uh is the fact that she that she signed that expedite the whole process of because what what Spotify does is like you send a submission for a song and they look at your profile and they're like okay he's got his banner like a decent photo you yeah. got a profile bio um, for people to look at do you have your links in order um, for people to be directed to your social media and all that shit all right um, how many releases do you have. Um, I think they also account for, um, like, I think the, the, the Spotify algorithm also accounts for like social media presence. So Uh it's like, if you're not doing the work, like they're also not going to go out of their way to, 
but these playlists specifically, I think, are editorial ones. So, like, the Spotify editors are the ones that curate those playlists yeah. or adjust them. So, I think they also account for that as well. Well, uh, do you think that they would just, obviously, if, if, if Sony's behind her and someone from Sony contacts Spotify and says, hey, we got this new artist, we want you to put it on these fucking playlists, do you, you think they would just do it? It's possible. I mean, I can't outright say that's the case, but there has there has been um, there has been scenarios where um, I think record labels will inflate numbers of artists um, okay, with like I mean that makes sense like bots and stuff yeah. and like and I'm not I'm not calling her her growth like illegitimate right, right, because no, yeah. even on social media like her on her own accounts has like on TikTok yeah. she's probably done pretty decent for right. herself. But there have been cases before where artists inflate their numbers or, you know, like Spotify is a platform that needs to make money. So why wouldn't right. they want to get the most uh, out of something, whether that's like a, a developing artist, they want to expedite right. their popularity so that they can get more, um, more subscriptions for their service. Like right, yeah. it, it just kind of, I don't know. I, so I, I can't, I can't, um, fully believe like what the point that you bring up about right yeah, like, yeah, yeah but there's a real possibility that like sony itself could could encourage give the little well yeah give a little nudge give a little grease to <laughs> yeah, the, the to the wheels yeah, there yeah, and make yeah. it kind of happen quicker yeah so um there, there's that uh i i think i think you definitely raise a valid point and certainly the one about the publishing not being ubiquitous uh across all countries and stuff like right. that's certainly something that's uh i don't it's not concerning but it certainly like makes you think it does make you think and it does make me think that they're not bought in or at least sony's not bought in on the fact that that maybe that she would do well everywhere and that's why they're like well we're gonna put in some money and then we're going to see how this goes, like I said, locally. And then if it turns out, okay, she's doing well here, let's toss this out over here. Well, let's also make a deal. Because they're, they're going to make a deal here before they do any of that stuff, obviously. I so. feel like she... Uh, well, I shouldn't say feeling like <clears throat> that. <laughs> my, my speculation is that uh-huh. whatever deal she has has to be a fucking pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Especially since she's 17 and... Uh, as I said before, an extraordinary talent. I I would consider her a once in a generation talent. Mm-hmm. Speaking for myself, mm-hmm. that I think she might have had multiple record labels approach her. Maybe she kind of shopped around. Yeah. Maybe maybe her family and her manager shopped around right. to see what they can get. But I feel like whatever she's got arranged is. Yeah, it's I mean, fucking probably good for it's her. It's probably good for her, but as opposed to like regular artists, maybe not so much. Yeah. Where uh like maybe the record label comes out a little bit more ahead because it was like, oh, we're taking a chance on you. Right. So we're doing you a favor. But yeah, the leverage is on in my opinion, the leverage is on her side. Right, right. Do you so now let me ask you this about her in general, right? Because she's she's very young. So you know there's that that saying about uh hard work beats talent nine, 10 times out of 10 or whatever, right? And she's obviously very talented. Mm. But do you think that her getting discovered now and then potentially blowing up and and becoming more... Because Katie... Well, okay, so my wife listened to... Yes. And so my wife, she is a... 
I would consider her a music, a technical expert when it comes to music. She, She's a vocalist that has been in in choirs, chorales, and and singing for literally probably her entire life. And she also teaches it as well. Um, so she had some points, some some. She brought up some points that that she had said about the technical aspect of her. She mm. she liked her. She did. She thought that she was very uh, Amy Winehouse with a lot with soul, like a soul version of Amy Winehouse. Um, and then she said also she's getting the Adele vibes, that kind of stuff. And she did think that she had a very powerhouse type voice. But one of the things that um, you know when I had told her about oh how she was so young or whatever, and she had said, well. Dude, I feel like that's a bee. It's not a bee. It's a, one of those, uh, what is oh, it, June bugs? Those little scarab looking things. Yeah. All right, whatever. Anyways, so she had said that when I told her she was like 16 or whatever, she had said, you know, one of the things that she really needs to be careful about is with, she gave me the example of Maroon 5. So Katie was like the fucking biggest Maroon 5 fan forever. And she said when they first started out, she said they it was, it was real, it was whatever. But then once the corporate machine got a hold of them, they turned into like this poppy kind of corporate type of, uh, I don't know, rock or whatever you want to call it, pop, whatever it is. And she then she no longer really liked it. So do you think that <clears throat> if she's put into the machine now and having essentially, because as far as we know, I mean, this one song, right, that's pretty much her body of work. Obviously, she's recorded a couple other things, but I don't really know. Does she, does she have a bunch of other shit out there? Because she's kind of unknown or was unknown prior to this, right? Yeah, yeah. So, do you think that ha- not her not really having a body of work previous, and then her now getting into the machine? Do you think that this shit could basically they're, they're going to pump out and could they corporatize it and turn it into like whatever you know the lowest common denominator this this pop like type. Water, like watered down music, right? Yeah. Do you think like that's like she may be a victim of that? Uh, and I mean, it's kind of like a weird. I don't want to say it's a weird topic because I mean. If she's if she's signed by Sony, then what does that tell you? Like she's they want something, right? Yeah. Her. Well, they want money, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, so the songs that she's recording have to have some type of influence on their part too. So like, right. And well, and that's the thing about okay. So you got the artist, right? Who she's the vocalist, she's the artist, and 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 likely, I don't know if she's a songwriter. She's or probably, not, yeah, she's the songwriter. But, yeah. So then, are they going to take that and say, "Okay, we don't necessarily like this stuff that you're doing. We're gonna, you're just gonna yeah, sing this shit gonna, that we want you to do." It's probably going to happen. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, right? Like, yeah. When I mean, uh, for like the case of like No Doubt, a band yeah. here locally from Southern California, right. they started out in a way that uh, they were performing ska songs, and Gwen Stefani wasn't even supposed to be part of the band. Like that was her brother's or some shit, and she yeah. ended up stepping in. And then it kind of snowballs into them. Like, right. dude, they were fucking big. I mean, I don't know how big of a band they were, but like for a ska band, I mean, it's got to be at least like five people, like the Trump. Who, who knows? It's five plus people, right? Like back in yeah, the 90s yeah. when it was starting out. And then it just became smaller and smaller and it became a four piece band. It was the fucking girl, Gwen Stefani, the three people, one of them playing bass, one of them playing guitar, one of them playing drugs, drugs, drums, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> playing drums, right? And then, as you notice, their their so- their sound deviated from where where they started. It went from right. ska to getting a little bit more popish, a little bit more popish. And by the end of it, like well, the, by the end of it, it's just Gwen Stefani, is yeah, a pop like, star, like yeah, you know. Yeah. So like, there's definitely a possibility that you know, because I think once you get signed to a record label, you're committed to doing like four albums, right? And like, they want to make money on your albums, right? And yeah. They give you, you know, they they they. 
they're just venture capitalists. That's all really is. Right, they they yeah. throw money at you and like, here, make an album, but we also get to decide what is going to be released. Right. So yes, like, is there a possibility that her music can be watered down, boring? Like, could it be Dua Lipa? Like, is that, that's kind of like a popular, I'm, I don't know her music all that well, but is it going to be that type of thing where it's the lowest common denominator? Maybe, but also, like I said, I think she has leverage. I think she's that type of artist that is like Amy Winehouse, like Adele, that can pretty much do whatever they want. Yeah. But also, she has to be careful in that regard because as uh, your wife made some points about her vocals right, yeah. that you you want to Yeah, so she had just said um, basically that... Let me just pull it up real quick because I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. Um, she just said that the riffs that she was doing, those like... Oh, like those kind of showing off type things or whatever yeah, like you yeah. had said. Um, she said some of them felt kind of forced and they were a little, they were flat. They ended up being kind of flat and they were kind of off tune because maybe, and she said it could have been because obviously it, it was during, it was a, clearly it was a live t- sort of recorded performance or whatever. Cause you know, like you had brought up, you know, there's that guy in the background, just, whoo, you know, yeah, there's like an, there's an oddity in the song itself that you could hear. It's around the 140 ish, 141 mark of the song where somebody, you can hear it like in the background. It's, it's the sound you make when somebody's making heat. You're like, Oh, like, Oh shit. Like that's, yeah, you yeah. make this, you make that type of noise. And I was like, right. Oh, that's weird. Like that's, why is that in the song? Like, it's- Yeah. So she had said that, that she, that that could be because it was a live recorded thing, but it could also be because of her. Cause she, cause she, I didn't tell her that she was 16. I just told her, here's this artist that, that Adam found. Right. And then I just had her listen to it and then give me an analysis like right. you had said. And so she just kind of was like, well, you know, it could be because it was live. And then when I told her later on that it was that she was 16, she said, oh, OK, well, that makes sense. She could have been taking a risk or kind of like, uh, you know, maybe not necessarily. She could have been working out of her comfort zone, I guess, or whatever in doing that. And like you had said, it's kind of like a show off thing. So well, no, I was wondering, like, I, I don't know. If oh, that's yeah. like I. I, I, I think that's what it is. Doing that is kind of a like a vocal, like a vocal, a vocal display yeah, or showcase. It's, it's yeah. like pe- vocal peacocking. Like yeah, you're, yeah. you're you're just showing what you can do. You're your acuity or whatever. Yeah, and so if you're not classically trained, I guess maybe that's not the right word, but if you're not formally trained. formally trained, I guess yeah, in terms of of that type of the ranges in music and stuff, then you may not know. You may be doing it, but not know why or how it works or what you're exactly doing. Mm-hmm. So because you know, like for for me, uh, you know, I'm not super well versed in, in the technical aspect of music. I, yeah. yeah, so so me hearing somebody do it, yeah, I can try and imitate it, but I have no talent. Whereas, you know, she has a shit ton of talent, and she may just be imitating the, what she has heard. And then, obviously, um, from a technical standpoint, she's not doing it necessarily correctly. The right way, yeah. So that's why it comes out and sounds a little weird to somebody who is technically trained and proficient in that type of thing. You can hear it and say, Oh, well, no, she's not, she's off key. She's the flat. She's this, she's that she needs to do this or, and it, like I said, it just could be cause she's not technically uh, trained or whatever you want to call it. So hopefully, I mean, cause cause she had said, Oh man, hopefully they do. She wanted to hear some sort of a studio recorded uh, song of hers to hear what they what what that sounds like and yeah obviously she would like to hear it with no bullshittery and fucking you know them tuning it or whatever but obviously they're gonna do that but she would just like to hear it to see okay what does it sound like with that sort of dynamic because obviously when you're in that live recorded setting the sound it's it's gonna sound different and that's and that's kind of where 
it would be interesting. I would like to hear the difference of, okay, let me hear her do that same song, but do a studio recording of it. With like, the guidance of somebody else as right. well. Right, or, or having a, uh, an instruct, not an instructor, but a, some professional in the music industry that maybe is some sort of a, a musical instructor or vocal, go, vocal coach. There you go, that's probably the right word. Have somebody go over her with these types of things and maybe give her that base of training that she should need. So then, because if you do that with her and she doesn't have it, man, that, that'll just elevate just not even knowing shit about music, just somebody who's got a shit ton of talent. It's like, like a sport, right? If you, you know, have all this talent and you're pretty good at it with having not really practiced or learned the technical aspect of the sport. If you had somebody sit down and actually tell you that shit, oh, you'd be unstoppable. Mm. So maybe, maybe that could be something where they sit down and, and do some stuff like that and, and really bring her shit to the next level potentially. And it would be interesting to hear. I, I do want to hear more. And, and she did say, oh yeah, she definitely wants to hear more from this from this girl from Jocatine and I you know yeah I'd like to hear more too and see what it sounds like and see kind of where it goes and what the next thing what uh, what kind of a what single are they going to put out you know to, to hype I think up. they so my personal opinion is that they went with a piano ballad for her f- first technical tech yeah, single technical, I guess or whatever yeah because she did release something before but it was specifically for the submission of the to that contest that or whatever, contest right? right so this is like her first official release. I, I, I put it in quotes because it's technically a demo, but yeah, uh, I'm I don't know. Anyways, because uh, the, the, a demo is like it's not even really like a it's just a basic proof of concept of the that's song, what right? it is. It's a yeah. proof of concept, and then and then once you go into the studio or you have like a mixing and mastering engineer, they kind of fine tune what the song yeah. becomes. Um, but I think the reason that they went with the piano ballad is because much like Adele. Much like Amy Wine, well, I guess specifically the comparison should be made to Adele is that you, she does piano ballads specifically because of the fact that there's there really shouldn't be anything added um, to place an emphasis on the vocals themselves. Like right. it's like that's the highlight of the song. Is yeah, that not the, the music behind it. It's the song. It's, it's, like, it's the vocals. Or, like rather, and then the the piano itself is supplemental to. The, right, the vocals yeah. themselves. And that's why I thought they, it, it wasn't, I don't even think it was surprising. I think it was kind of predictable in that regard that they went mm-hmm. with that decision. So that's why I think they went with it. Um, shit, what was the whole point of this? Um, I, we were talking about what she was, what she was saying, but I was just kind of going on a tangent, but I wanted to also ask you too about how, do you, what do you think they're going to do for the next song? Do you think they're going to just release a studio version of this piano ballad or or do you think they're gonna put something else out uh i think they might put something i who i don't know what the timeline is gonna be for like her next release because they dropped this shit in august and once you get to like the end of november december nobody releases anything i mm-hmm. guess the music industry shuts, shuts down, down yeah. mostly uh when it comes to like the holidays and stuff and even bleeding into january itself mm. so it's like well if they release another song do they want to take the chance and release it in like november september august yeah uh and then go back to like dormancy is that the correct word like uh to yeah, go dormant go hibernate for the winter because everybody's yeah. gonna be like you're building up steam and then you go back uh to hibernation like the whole music yeah. history goes to hibernation from november like the end of november all the way to january so it's like you got to build the steam up again so like i don't know how that works i don't know yeah, if like they are want they just gonna wait yeah so they might just wait and then in, and then in January they'll release like maybe February yeah. like beginning of February March they released another single but this is more just like a 
like a teaser for what's to come, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. I think she might do more live performances than anything for like the rest of the the year and highlighting. Um, yeah, I think she's just going to do live performances like for the rest of the year so mm-hmm. that she can continue. She's going to shop this single around for like the next three months, I guess you could say. That's my theory. Yeah. I don't know about releases. Mm-hmm. And the next year would be like the full fucking campaign for of like she, just going hard like it, it might not even be an album it might be like an ep like four to six songs that uh-huh. are under 30 minutes and then that'll be like the start of her uh her releasing music but i there was something that i want to go back to as far uh-huh. as like the the your wife making comments about that and that wasn't like her taking shots like she's being critical oh, yeah, that was in, just, a, in an objective point yeah. of view because i you you told her nothing about what she is in terms of like right, yeah. where she is in her musical career. Like I'm referring to Jacquotine being signed to like Sony and stuff. You just right. told her this is an artist and this is the music she has. Yeah. So there is like, there is something to, I guess, note about the part where you said that uh, like some of the things she was doing, like she sounded flat and stuff like, yeah, I personally wonder like how much formal training that girl has had. Right. Referring to Jocko Teen, like if, if she's already had training at, let's say, like 10 years old all the way up to now. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Like maybe that's not even the case. Maybe they just heard maybe this like the start of her making music was just unhip, uninhibited in a way like yeah. that she was just doing stuff without any formal training. So, right. Maybe the way it sounds is because of the fact that she hasn't had formal training. Right. But I don't even know if that's like a really... Well, in order to be good at something, you also have to be a good student. So I'm hoping yeah. that she also is a good a good student in that if she's actually working with Sony, that somebody's going to guide her and say like, "Hey, uh, if you're going to do a riff, like this is, um, this is how you make it work, like, right? Because like the way you're doing it, maybe you want to reconsider, um, clean it up a bit. I guess you could say, is right, like the proper phrasing. So, which like, I'm kind of surprised that they that they've allowed that to kind of come out. Cause like I was funny just to, cause just to hear from the technical side of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen to me, the untrained ear, yeah. the song sounds fucking great. And Katie's agreed that, yeah, the song sounds good, but it's just some of those parts is where it's like, Oh, you know, you could, she could tell like, Oh, this is like definitely somebody who's not, you know, um, a hundred percent in on, Oh, doing this. Maybe they're working outside a little bit of their range a little bit of what their what their knowledge base is and so mm-hmm. it, it was interesting to see that and then potentially and again knowing nothing about her jocko teen and knowing anything about what she's learned or what she's been through and listen who knows maybe it was just because it was live or in that kind of a sense and that that could have fucking made it sound a little different but what, what would you say about about them creating like a narrative behind because they're trying to um and by they, I guess maybe it might be Sony or maybe it's just like her team itself. Yeah. That they're trying to create this um, narrative of an, what is it? I don't know if it's bootstrapping or upstart, upstarted uh, artist. Yeah. That like, oh, she won this contest and uh, now she has a, a, a song that she released. It's technically a demo, but it's like to show where she was from now to let's say 10 years down the road where potentially she's like a, a recording artist, a performing artist that maybe it was, I don't know if it's voluntarily not, I'm not saying it's bad or anything, but like what, what if it's more 
that they they let it they did it more raw so that you can see the progress of the quality go from that point to what it will yeah. be in the future. Like instead of starting hot, like hot from right, the get go yeah. that this is polished. Yeah. Now you're getting to see the, tr- and also, I mean, I think that does play, I think that's, I think that's a good like marketing campaign or whatever, or that you want to call it that, mm. because now you're getting to see this, this young girl just doing it as as she's doing it like just just raw dogging this shit and saying it like this it's not polished it's fucking it's it's raw how she is right and then slowly over time you're gonna slowly just turn the polish on a little bit and just start yep like, just, yeah, just slowly start doing it until eventually you get to like you said and the, maybe yeah. even this ep or whatever it is if they put out something like that right then you get to that point and you say okay we're gonna turn the the turn the the polish on a little harder but we're still going to keep some of those imperfections in there because then that's that's relatable to people it's it's real right it's not you know if you go and that's if you go too fucking corporate polish you, then you lose some of the magic yeah, it, you know? but yeah yeah that's and i do yeah. think that that was a smart idea on their part to put this live-ish or whatever it was type performance out there as her first introduction to the world basically mm-hmm. because that is that that resonates with people, right? Like that's everybody loves a good fucking underdog story, yeah. and that's and it started with her <clears throat> winning a contest. Yeah, it's and there's the story right there. Right, that's yeah. I mean the story made itself. All they got to do is just kind of put it out in this certain uh, perspective, I guess. Yeah, and I think that'll that I, I think that's that's smart on their part the way they're doing it. I, I, and if I had to speculate, I don't know if she'll ever get a ever. Uh, I'll be, be careful using that word, <laughs> but uh, my theory is that she won't release an album until she's like 21 or so you like, think they're like gonna a, wait. she's going to reach an adulthood. Um, they're going to wait a good minute. She'll release singles and mm-hmm. EPs, but they're going to sit on her for like five years so that they build an audience that when she actually releases a debut album, it's going to just be game. It's just going to be like, yeah, gang, gangbusters. They're going to make fucking, they're going to make a mint. Yeah. This and this album. is going to be, in my opinion, like if Katie is, your wife is gonna have an opinion about like yeah uh being uh critical of some of the things like that is probably going to be resolved over the course oh i'm sure those those things those those criticisms that she had about her will and don't get me wrong she didn't say she i mean she obviously liked it and wanted to hear more yeah but it's just obviously critiquing the technical aspects of it it's like and if you're going to be an artist like you have to know when to take criticism right right yeah like if like the way you and i are sitting here and like we I mean, I, I enjoyed her single and yeah, I mean, me too. I, like I said, uh, like Katie brought up something that I, I didn't know how to explain in words. Yeah. And, um, and and it's not bad. Like I just, it's just, um, there is potentially like inexperience that she, she's 16, like she's 17. So yeah, she might not know everything and that's fine because she's 17. Like, um, but I think those things will get resolved. I, my theory, as I was saying before, is that this is going to be a slow brewing fucking artist that they're going to sit on for a minute. And it's, I think this is how it'll go. They'll release singles. And if it just keeps fucking like catapulting, like the way her followers and her, uh, her streams are going up. Yeah. They might pull the trigger earlier than when they want to, because if it just be, if it just becomes like, uh, what is it? what, What is it in the point of like, uh, what do they call it? Like critical mass. Like yeah, yeah, when, yeah. When something yeah, okay. reaches critical mass, right. it'll just 
Like maybe it's a five year window, but within like year three, it's like, oh, it's already at critical oh, mass. It's hot as fuck. We yeah. gotta go now. We gotta yeah. pull the trigger early yeah, on this thing. That's yeah. how it'll fucking that's my theory of how it'll go. But um yeah, I don't uh well anyways, what do you what do you have to follow no, up with? I mean, yeah, I think I, I can definitely get behind that your theory of uh, of how you think it's gonna go. Cause I mean that that makes that makes sense. If especially with what we know about, okay, they've got her deals for here or UK, Australia. All right, they're gonna just see what happens. They're gonna sit on her. They already locked her down over there, so they're gonna they're gonna just sit around. We'll release some things, and then if they see over here it's starting to gain some traction, then that's when they're gonna start locking it down over here, and then maybe they'll go, oh shit, all right, it's it's starting to get to that like you said critical mass point. Uh, let's go 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 now. Hit it now. Hit it now. Put out the out. We'll get the album going. Let's go and. Who knows? They may be already starting to work on whatever that album's going to be or whatever her her EP will be or whatever the next thing she's going to do. I mean, mm-hmm. they're probably already three or four steps ahead of that right now at this point. And I'm sure because you said this started all happening kind of last-ish year, right? Yeah, like it, it just um, – so, some things make you think. Like, um, you know, if she already has a deal with Sony and all that stuff and – like they, she already has to have songs in the pipeline. Oh yeah. If like the publishers are already having things, you know, if they're in social media and they're already claiming like her music yeah. is, is, uh, is being used or whatever. Like, right. I don't know, man. She must be in pretty, she must be in deep I, at this point. I feel like, yeah. If, well, and then I also feel like if they thought she was just kind of a nobody artist, they wouldn't even bother fucking Mm-hmm. claim it like they wouldn't even bother they'd just be like right, who gives a shit yeah um shit well i don't know what else to add other than um yeah this is just a interesting developing story as i was yeah. saying like she's already gone up fuck i don't know 2000 well, i don't know from 400 to twenty-eight thousand followers yeah, on man, spotify that's... and her social media went from eight thousand nine hundred to fucking like 9,500 or so. She gained like a 1,000 followers just in this week alone. But dude, yeah. by, I think by the end of the year, she might have like double digits, probably like in the 25. Who knows, man? Like, who Yeah, who fuck, knows where the fuck she who, go? Who, who the fuck knows what's going to happen? But uh, yeah, dude, it's just a really interesting interesting story so far. So we'll, we'll see what happens in a month from now. This is just, just to point out, this isn't going to be like a Jocko Teen-centric fucking yeah, no, podcast. Yeah. It's just... In my in my opinion, like this is one of the most significant disco- discoveries in the last like I don't know if it's a decade or last couple decade. Like I said, she's got a really yeah, great yeah. voice, and, and I see a lot of potential in her, and that's kind of the root of it. And you know, I saw it from day one, and that's the only reason yeah. I'm sharing opinions because I'm watching it. Yeah, and I and I, yeah, this this episode or whatever. I, I mean, we've just spent the last forty five minutes talking about Jocatine. So yeah, this episode has been more Jocatine uh, centric, but mm. yeah, I do think it's important to talk about this stuff. And I think that, yeah, we should provide uh, su- updates as we go along here with how she's going. And, you know, maybe, you know, every couple episodes spend five or 10 minutes talking about, Oh, the, like you, like the coin, the, yeah. the, the Jocko watch, yeah, the Jocko you know, watch, I, I think that, that that's hilarious. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we should, we should, but we should do that. Cause I think it is important to track, where it's going with her and where she's at and you know when she releases a new single cool well let's let's talk about it or we can do this or do that or yeah. whatever you know yeah so um yeah i don't know do you have anything to say about jockatine or no i mean 
if we if I had to be honest, like neither of us had planned. To, well, I mean, we we were planning on doing a podcast, but this one was just kind of uh, we didn't even really have any idea of what the fuck it was. We kind of haphazard about. more than anything. Yeah. But like the only reason we got on here, I'm like, well, we're already kind of talking about. It. Let's just fucking see what happens. So if we how many how many minutes did we get out of? Oh, it? Oh, dude, it's it's at forty. We're almost at forty nine minutes. Oh my so, god! I mean, we talked for almost an hour about this with without even fucking thinking about it. So I I think that and I feel like we had a pretty long well thought out in-depth conversation about it yeah um so i i think that was i'm, I'm happy with this i'm satisfied yeah. I, I do there is something else i didn't want to talk to you about okay um and it's not necessarily related to like what's happening now or anything with jacotine but when you when you were talking about the sydney opera house and then you kept saying something about showcase it reminded me of here locally we had this thing called the showcase all right do you remember that Back when we were like in high school, it was yeah, yeah, the yeah. it was over there on yeah. fucking whatever, and it was like an under it was like a little fucking studio or not studio but like a performance venue like a yeah, small yeah. fucking thing. And there used to be. Did you ever go there? Like, did you ever see any shows there? Oh yeah, I saw a number of shows there. Did you see anybody that you like that you still follow today there? Um, I mean, like the music. Okay, so this is a band called the Agrolites, mm-hmm. and they're like a like roots reggae like uh-huh. kind of like the traditional sound of reggae yeah and they were signed to uh well they they were part of some other record label at one point but they signed to epitaph slash hellcat records hellcat records is like for artists well at the time it was like rancid this punk band that was from like the east bay area uh-huh. um uh a psycho billy band called um tiger army necromantics horror pops all that shit so they're like I don't want to say that was their peak, but uh-huh. that was like one of the one of the more notable bands on the label itself. So, um, and since then, like they appeared on Yo Gabba Gabba, like oh, okay. they, they, they did a song called uh, Banana or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Well, anyways, they, like I, I saw that band perform at fucking the, the showcase or whatever. I want to say like I. <laughs> I, I I was fucking like nine years old. I think AFI yeah, yeah. played there at one point. I can't remember like the concert all that well, but uh, AFI played there. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like lo- the, the uh, I guess you could say a local band or a notable band that used to play there a lot was uh, called the Addicts. The Addicts were okay. Yeah. yeah, the Addicts were kind of a big deal, and there was actually a documentary about that place, the Showcase. Yeah, um, the kind of highlighted where it started which was this place i think called spanky's and then it evolved into the showcase so it started off in riverside and came to oh, our, our parts yeah, yeah. but uh yeah I, I used to go there a lot what what, what do... i was just curious because like when you had said that i was because i i never I, again concert quote-unquote wise yeah i've literally been to one fucking concert my entire life mm. and i don't know if we've even talked about this but like i went to a Lindsey sterling concert fucking probably yeah like, i know that yeah that was what like oh, that was back man, in the day that was yeah, back yeah, in the yeah. day but that's the one fucking concert that i've been to and mm. i don't know i don't know man i'm just i'd never really i i've been to the showcase like because i because where i had worked around that time there was a little sub area that was right next to the showcase and so i worked out of there and so i was always around there and so I ended up talking to some of the guys who were like the bouncers and shit and mm. so like I actually worked a couple gigs there as a bouncer mm. or whatever or like security or whatever they right, call right, them yeah. and um, I remember the one one of the ones that I did it was I think the band was called the Shit Stains or something like that oh, yeah, yeah. 
and or, I think that I swear that was like and it, that was fucking hilarious. But like I just remember, man, people were getting crazy like this fights all the time. Yeah, like, yeah, I remember. I think there was a couple riots there, like a couple times, and but it was like good, good old classic fun, you know? Like yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, shit, that place. Uh, I mean, the music was usually in like the punk spectrum or like yeah something with like. There was a lot of metal. There was like yeah, there was that metal too. bands there. There's a lot. I remember there was a lot of mosh fucking shit going up, mosh pits going on. Yeah, like, there was a lot of fights, and I just, I mean, it was a fun place, and it was real. It was super dingy and like grungy, and it was what you would exactly imagine, like some underground fucking like punk, venue, yeah. like a punk. Like they're just, oh yeah, people are just showing up and fucking. And I remember there was like one time when they didn't even. I don't even know if they sold tickets, but like they just there was like. I don't know, there was like a thousand people there. Yeah, and dude, there's like, people that snuck in the back or just found their ways into that fucking venue. Yeah. Uh, and the weird thing was they didn't actually sell alcohol there, so like... Yeah, the people, you, you know... When, be, when, yeah, so when you go to the shows, it was all ages, so you'd see like kids yeah. going to fucking metal shows or whatever. whatever. Um, so one band that actually played there... I mean, this was after the fact that Glenn Danzig left, but Misfits played there at one point. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, yeah, so there's been some pretty good bands that, like, went through there, and, yeah, that place is fucking gone. I don't know what it is now, but, uh, yeah, just one of those, like, lost uh, lost over time uh, music venues that yeah. uh, don't have a lot of history because I don't know if people... I mean, other other than that documentary, that's kind of, like, the one thing that... Uh, but you know, yeah, that, that's kind of interesting in, in that regard when it comes to like venues that like the most documented ones are probably going to be the ones that are owned by like corporate, like the, right, like the yeah. Roxy, like the Roxy is going to have a good history because every, yeah. well, everybody knows about it. it. Like everybody's performed there, but they're also like, they got the money to, to like, yeah. to write rosy things about itself. So when it comes to places that are like independent, maybe you won't find nearly as much history about them because, right. Um, yeah. And that's something that I think that, I don't know how it is today, but with the independent, you know, kind of those little venues of, of, no, there's not many. Right. And that's what I'm saying is that I feel like that's kind of maybe been lost a little bit and that, I don't know what the word is, charm, I guess, of it being, it's not corporate. It's not, it's not some fucking multi-million dollar corporation that's behind it trying to make it all, everything's all nice and curated and everything. It's those, those small venues where man you go and like you know you're gonna pay six dollars to get into this fucking show and anything could fucking happen yeah that's you what know? uh i mean if i had to quickly i, mean, I don't know if we <clears throat> talked about it in the past before but uh <clears throat> there was this thing called cbgb's in new york and that's kind of <clears throat> like the place where um well the, the place was called country blues uh, country blues and bluegrass or something like that yeah and that place was supposed to be curated for that and then the guy got so desperate, he's like, fuck, well, I'll take anything. Anybody, as as, yeah. um, and then it ended up being the home for like the Ramones and Blondie to go to that venue that they're right. like, fuck this. Like if somebody's given us a chance to fucking play here, then we're going to fucking we're gonna do it. Do it yeah. And then it became that place where everybody wanted to fucking go. Because if you were going to make it as a band, you're like, oh, I'm going to be validated. I'm going to be one of the bands that fucking came, like are as a rite of passage. Like yeah. that's what it is. Like that's. And you can make that anywhere. Like it doesn't have to be at the Roxy. Like for you to be to feel validated as a band, like all you need is like five or six good bands. And if you all like each other and you do it somewhere, like if you yeah. fucking somebody's backyard or if it's like yeah wherever a, wherever, like it, 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 oh, that's all it takes, man. Just a couple people that all believe in each other, and you know, before you know it, you got your, yourself a scene, and 
uh, and maybe you're making a, you're turning a little buck turning yeah. over a little profit right, yeah. and like that's how it starts dude that's always how it starts and it's not, it's like the places the places that you least expect and yeah. it's, it's yeah i think i just think that's cool yeah you're right no it is cool i don't know it would be kind of sweet to have something like that around here again mm-hmm. to be because i would definitely go to that now like nowadays if that exists because that shit's been closed for probably 15 maybe even longer uh, years yeah it's been, it's been fucking forever that that thing's been closed down yeah and i think they closed it down last i think the last time it had whatever some riot or some crazy shit happened i think they said all right the city i think the city just said fuck it we got to get rid of this thing yeah. and that's fucking sad because there is right there down the street from it there's that it's like i think it was like an old movie theater i think it's like a church or something is what they use it for now but yeah. it's got that fucking that marquee outside and that that would be a sweet fucking place to have like some kind of a venue or some kind of a musical and then just do oh, that oh i know you yeah i know i've never been in there i've, I've never been inside yeah. of it either because yeah. every time i've seen it it's always been closed i think it's always been closed like, yeah. or it's been some kind of a church or something like that yeah. i don't know what it is exactly today it might still be a church on sundays yeah but it ain't open during the regular week when mm. you're when you're around there and it's got i think originally it was like some type of a theater or performing mm. arts theater and that would be a sweet spot to have, like, oh, like the man. Next, the next showcase. Right, or, and that's one of the things that would be really fucking cool is if, like, doing this somehow, we, you know, we made a little bit of money, would be to, like, if we if we ever got so fortunate to where we could have uh, our own little workspace or office or whatever, yeah. have it be somewhere around one of those places and then maybe, like, do shows there. Like, have it be in, like, a little little mini warehouse where we can do it to, like, have yeah. our own little soundstage for yeah. all this shit. Yeah. And, then, and then have, like, on the side, oh, yeah, we'll do fucking shows here, too. Like, little ban- bands that nobody, fuck, w- nobody would get a chance to. Hey, man, you guys come here and perform. Like, we're not going to fucking charge you or be assholes, you know? Like, you guys can just come and get your shit out and fucking have an audience and then fucking meet cool people and do all that shit. That would be kind of fucking sweet. Yeah, because... Like I said, dude, you, all you need to do is just create the breeding grounds for something. Yeah. And, and then you're on your way, man. Uh, what, what are we at in terms of time? Uh, we had 58 minutes. So uh, let's fucking talk for two more minutes and then we can hit an hour and fucking. All right. You, know, you got piss or something or what? No, I don't know. I think I'm just I think I'm just like you got restless. I'm in this weird. Yeah, I'm in this weird zone right now where I because I, I was up all night last night working and then I got home and I didn't sleep as much as I should have. Mm. But I'm still like my body's like, oh, man, you need to be awake right now. But then uh, or my brain's telling me I need to be awake. But my body's like, oh, man, you should probably go to sleep because you probably haven't you haven't really slept much in the last like few days. So you're kind of tired. But my brain's like, nah, bitch, it's, it's like the middle of the day right now. You need to be awake. So what's wrong with you? So I'm like my leg is like just going like, yeah. you know, and yeah, I do think I have to take a little bit of a piss. But I don't know if that's primarily I think primarily it's the it's the thing of like, yeah, I'm like, do you have you have restless legs? <laughs> I do. I do. I'm like not ADD, but like I do have something similar to that. I'm sure yeah. some kind of adult version of that where I just keep fucking, you know, going. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, what else? Um, what do you uh, What do you think about fucking um, man? What I do you know. think about heroin? <laughs> well, I think heroin. Well, she no. shouldn't have been asking that. Well, no. I think I think heroin can contribute to some excellent music <laughs> make, being made, but then it also makes you crazy. So I, you know, and that can kill you. So I'm not sure. If that's fucking something you want, you know what? I'm gonna put in some outro music here for the last fucking. Uh, well, we got 20 seconds. All right. All right. Well, no. Well, did you actually have something to bring up? No, or? I didn't. I was just trying to fish for something, and I. Oh, you were just fishing. I was, for something. I was just trying to think. Oh god, what can I say? Yeah. My brain didn't work. So. Yeah. No. I think. I mean, just the fact that we were able to get an hour out of this is fucking. I, I'm more than ecstatic that we oh, got yeah. to this point because I really didn't know if we could carry it to 30 minutes, but it just ended up. Uh, yeah. No. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it. Because like I. 
you know, I sent you something, uh, I sent you an interview that I did with that guy. Uh, oh, kind of, kind of yeah, weird. I do. I did that. Like, fuck. You reminded me cause I did want to talk about that. Yeah. But. Cause I mean, fuck like it, it kind of sucks. Cause it's like, Oh, well shit. Somebody's saying like, it, and it's not that you're trying to be negative, but it's like, it's hard to, it's a hard skill to take criticism. Yeah. And for me, it it's like, I'm like, well, in my brain, I'm like, who the fuck are you to criticize me? You weren't the one that, that was interviewing <laughs> yeah, the motherfucker. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, and like, I'm the one that's doing it and you don't know like the context yeah. of like how that thing went down. But I am also somebody that's willing to learn from my mistakes. Yeah. And I obviously saw things in my, like, it, I think there was certain periods where I felt like I was, I don't know if it was unprepared, but at one point I shuffled my papers and like, I don't know if my eyes were deceiving me that I was like, Oh wait, wasn't this like the first set of questions that I'm like, fuck. You're like son of a bitch. And I didn't want to create a point where there was like a bit of silence, but it ended up happening anyways. So there, there was like that thing. And then there was also the fact that I was like, I don't want to say I was intimidated, but this was like an artist that I had been following for five. This I'm referring to Kai, Kai Nalu. It's, yeah, Kai Nalu. Um, this guy's name is Trent Prawl, and you know I have been following his music for a minute. And at some point, he asked if I could help him uh, contribute to his like release strategy or whatever yeah. on Instagram. And I helped him with that, and I got him played on KCRW, or I helped get him played on KCRW through Jose Galvan, who's like a great DJ. On from ten to one PM. Check out his program. Um, so. I felt like I had built that rapport with this dude. Yeah. Um, and at some point, like last, within the last couple of months, he played at this place called the Moroccan Lounge on June 3rd. So yeah. I went out to the show and I got a chance to interview him. And, um, you know, anyways. So we'll, uh, Wait, so, uh, well, you, you had said, oh, hey, you, like, I want you to like, see the thing and then whatever. Tell, and so I wasn't criticizing you to be an asshole. I was just criticizing, or it wasn't criticisms. It was just like it's observations. It's and, observations. And so. it wasn't. It like and I it's it's hard because it's hard to be like because you're right because I feel the same way. Oh well, let me hear one of your fucking interviews, you son of a bitch. You're gonna tell me how to do this. And then the worst part is like this, and like I'm only saying this because I'm not taking offense to it, but yeah, like yeah. I, the the last part of that message, and I'm not gonna say what it was because uh-huh. it was it was obviously positive. Um, because you're like. I'll just say part of it is that yeah. you're like, oh, I'm so proud of you, bro. Like that yeah. you did this thing, but I'm like, that's kind of fucking patronizing. Like, <laughs> no, I was, I really was, I was, because I had, I had literally just said all this shit that you had that I that I didn't like about it. Yeah, yeah, right. And then right, I was right. like, but I just wanted to like encourage you to say like, no, nah, man, I'm fucking proud of you, dude. Like yeah. you did this. Like, yeah. don't don't listen to me saying all this shit. Like, yeah. don't let that stop you. You just asked me to to oh, see what I thought, yeah. and I I thought the interview was good. There were a couple of things that we had talked about where I said, right. oh, okay, these could be improved upon next time. Yeah, but I mean, I'm still I'm still proud of you for doing yeah, this, man. Like, you yeah. know, the the thing is, like, if I had to be honest, like, I was nervous just because this is like a first. This is like a my first interview with somebody that I think is like a legitimate artist. Like, yeah, and you know, I'm not to say that this guy pinned me to only do X amount of time, right? But like, it kind of like, was. It kind of was though, because it, it it's like, okay, like well, let's do it like before my yeah, set i'm right. like all right well that only gives me 20 to 30 minutes and i didn't know if yeah. i was gonna ask all the questions and i mean at the very end of it he's like oh well do you want to like talk afterwards and maybe that would have been a better scenario but by then like i don't think artists want to talk um they don't want to do anything besides no, like pack yeah. up and go home so right. i didn't think that was like the proper time either and that's yeah. why i ended up ending it like when when i did and and yeah. just you getting the opportunity and that's the thing that i had also said too is fucking whatever it's outside that, that's not the best 
optimal scenario. That but who gives yeah, a shit? That's yeah. what you're presented with. So yeah. don't. Le- I I would say yeah. Don't ever let that stop you mm. from doing it. Do it. Get the interview, and then fucking at least you got it now. So if this guy fucking never talks to you again, at least you got hey this interview out of it. Or if you never get another opportunity, yeah. to interview him, you know, at least you got this. Yeah, but you did have criticism. So go ahead and like go go ahead and go. <laughs> It's like well, if I'm to get better, dude. Like, yeah. obviously, like I had my own criticisms about that interview, and uh, and just in case if, if somebody is listening to this, where can they go? Do you want to say where? Because they can go see the interview, right? It's on the YouTube. It's channel. on YouTube. Yeah, it's all gas, no trash. Like that's the name of the channel. So same thing on Instagram. It's, I mean, it's the same name as Instagram, yeah. but so just type anyways, it in. Type, yeah. type in kind of Lou interview six three. Uh, twenty three. That's the date or whatever. But I think I think kind of Lou and all gas and trash should be enough to the as the yeah, keyword. It should they, just get you there. Yeah, it should just get you. So, there. uh, yeah. One of the things that I had just pointed out was about it being outside. It was it's it just you could hear like the cars and shit going by, and it wasn't because I was also I was always listening to it on headphones. So because I was at work when I was listening to it when I was watching this, mm-hmm. and so I had to have my headphones in. So. I don't know if it was just hyper fucking loud because I had headphones in. If I would have watched it like just on my phone like normal yeah, or it, through speakers, it might not have come over as bad. Mm-hmm. But just just like every time a car would go by or there'd be like just street noise or that asshole on the fucking skateboard. That guy, I wanted to stab that dude. I wasn't even there. He literally, as he's coming up, he I can see him in the back. And, and maybe it's just because I'm an outside observer and you obviously weren't paying attention because you were trying to interview this guy. But I see this dude in the background. And he's like, he's about to cross the street or something. And he's back there and he's like, look. And like, you can see him. He's like eyeballing you guys. of Like, oh, what are these motherfuckers doing? And he made a choice. I saw him make the choice in the video to... Instead of crossing the street and not fucking go right going through the goddamn off, scene, he literally is like, I'm going through this fucking scene. And he gets on his skateboard and he goes through. And you know when you're riding on your skateboard and the street fucking, or not the street, but the sidewalk, because it's it's just concrete uh, squares. So every time you hit the line, and then he, I'm like, could this guy have gone any fucking slower through the thing? Dunk, 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 dunk. Dunk, dunk. And he's yeah. just, and then he's looking like, at you, he like the whole, he does that Luigi thing when it from Mario Kart. Oh, he's right, like, yeah, yeah. He just does that, and it, it was fucking funny. But I, I wanted to kill that guy. But anyways, um, yeah. So being outside, it wasn't optimal. I didn't think that was obviously the best setting for it. But at the end of the day, like I said, who cares? You you got to do it where you got to do it. And if you're presented with an opportunity, you got to take advantage of it. The other thing that I had noticed or what was weird is it sounded like the microphone that you were using wasn't actually on oh no I, um, that so i did a the audio recorder yeah. the the one that we have right i was using so, sorry i didn't mean to do that uh the audio recorder that we're using yeah that was not plugged in my into my phone or nothing like the audio is separate from the the video itself so that those are two isolated things uh, maybe the audio. Oh, yeah. So okay, okay. okay. So I rec- now I get it because because yeah. one of the because that was throwing me off watching yeah. the video yeah. was because every time you guys would hand off the mic, yeah, you got you literally sounded like the microphone or the audio was just coming from the camera, like or wherever the camera. That's was. what it was. Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense then. But but I, when every time you guys would do this, I was <laughs> like, oh man, it's gonna get. Ba- I'm gonna hear them better and. It sounds the exact same, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Well, yeah, so if you actually hear the audio, maybe there's a difference between the quality. But Did you, have you thought about maybe uh, ripping the audio out of the video and then inserting the actual just solo audio from the microphone? Yes, in there? but you need like I I don't know how difficult it is to sync it up. I know it's just throwing the video on there, and it's just throwing the video on there and just finding the timestamp where the right. like the mouth like the audibly. Yeah 
like a visual cue for me to well, sync up. With yeah, the so I just don't want to do it because it it just I can't render it quick enough. Well, I mean, like that's why I told you, like, oh, if you want to bring it, because like I would like to try it and see if we could render it to make it work. Because I mean, granted, it's not going to be like fucking thirty seconds, but like it'll probably. Because how long was that interview? It was like 20, twenty minutes, twenty-two minutes. I think. So I mean, to render that kind of video in in Premiere, it'll probably it would probably take like thirty. Because it's not is it it's not in four K, right? It's no, it's like uh, it's just like ten. It might be. It, it might be. I don't know. I, I didn't may, see yeah, what qual- I don't. But know. if it's four K, I mean, uh, with the shit that I have, it it may take it may take double. It may take 35 40 minutes to do which is not insane how long did it take you to render it on your computer i didn't do anything to it oh so you didn't do shit to it oh, no because okay. i just did it raw i'm like i got you yeah i did it raw because with the intention that if i spent so much time just yeah doing any kind of editing i'm like no fuck that that's just i need to put it out there yeah, yeah. and that's kind of like something that we've already talked about is right like with your, your you just you, you just do it with somebody you know? that we work with as far as like this pot like all the podcasts we've done is right. that they overthink yes i'm like i don't care about over just like, do it yeah i'm just doing it like that's that's the reason that right. it sounds shitty and because. i and i agree with you and then that's it's that going back to that like kevin smith thing about okay if you've got a fucking camcorder and fucking uh six du- or three dudes you can make a movie right you don't need to fucking go have all this super advanced crazy equipment you don't gotta spend all this money to have something super high fucking quality, you can make a decent thing. It's the content, right? It's the content that is what's going to get people there, whether it sounds shitty or not. The content's going to be what what drives people. So if you have good content, no matter what quality it's in, it's still going to attract people. And so, anyways, so back to what what the the, the quote unquote criticisms. Um, the only real, I think, actual other criticism that I had had was. Just on the interviewing itself, I thought the question, and I, maybe I didn't give you enough positives because I was trying to like not just shit shit on you the whole time. I was trying to like give you some positives. That's why I threw that thing in at the end. But I thought the questions were fucking great. They were fucking very very thought out. And he made a comment, kind kind na lu, kind na lu. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm it's just not say, like it's not because if you just say kind of Lou, that like it doesn't. It's not it. The, the, you don't hear the A sound. It's he said specifically it's Kai not Lou. Yeah, he yeah. said that a couple yeah. times, and I was just like, all right, man, I'm not gonna. I, I'm, not I getting, it. I'm, I'm not gonna get it. I'm not gonna ever I, say it. Like I, I'm never gonna be able to say it. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm an idiot. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, so Kai Na Lou. Kai Na Lou. Kai. He, not, yeah. Yeah. He was. Um, he made a comment to you about during the interview about how you were like some other interview. I forget the fuck name. Nardwar. His yeah. He's a very notable like person as far as the music industry goes he's kind of the i don't want to say he's the go-to guy for interviews but people like him because of how well informed he is when it comes to to interviews that he understands like the not only the person on a personal level yeah like some of their history or like their story um but also like them as a professional and that's kind of like how i approached it is that i split half of it from being personal like yeah the, the main points of interest were um, well, the fact that the the dude had moved around a lot, like as a child and up until his like adulthood yeah. is that he was basically like nomadic. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. but also that he is an academic, like a, yeah, right. Just like a, a legit, very, inte- yeah. very intelligent dude. Like I didn't even get to bring up the fact, like all the stuff that he brought up, I already knew, like I yeah. looked him up, he goes to Madison, Wisconsin university and, um, he was like one of the people that was contributing research for COVID-19. Like he was creating like different, well, he contributed to research that was finding different methods to test for COVID-19. Yeah. So like, I just, I'm like, dude, this is 
this dude's a fucking renaissance man because like you yeah. know back in the actual renaissance period there was somebody like leonardo da vinci who was like oh today i'm gonna go paint oh today i'm gonna fucking come up with the sign uh i'm gonna do research oh today yeah. i'm gonna fucking make an invention like that's what that dude is to me like right yeah and and so when he when he had said that uh one of the things that i i i noticed about his his body language and kind of the way that he then you know was kind of I, I i he was like immediately when you started asking the questions he was like oh fuck i could see that he was just like i don't i think i fucked up because i think he realized that there's a time limit here and he's like fuck this is like it's not I gonna think, suffice yeah uh, it's not gonna be enough and i think that's good though because hopefully that got him to think all right cool man maybe in the future we need to have an actual Com- sit down like this, yeah. like sit down and and do like this and have like and take an hour, or an hour and a half for however fucking long. And I think whatever criticisms you had about me being nervous or sounding robotic, right. it's was, just yeah. like the f- there was just so much shit going on. Yeah. And like when I spoke to him initially, I, I, I let him know, I'm like, hey, I'm the person that wants to interview you. But I think we I think a good sign that we were on the right track the the thing that i introduced him with like when i met him was that i had this piece of paper it was uh, a printed out ticket of an artist that he's working with named munya yeah and i had her autograph from back four years ago i'm like oh fuck this is cool like i'm gonna meet this dude his first la performance yeah i'm gonna get to meet him and also i have this piece of paper of somebody he's been collaborate collaborating with since 2020 and I'm going to have them both sign the pieces of paper. And then it was during the interview that he revealed that they've never actually met before. Right. Yeah. I and, thought that was very interesting. That and, and the fact that like, cause when I showed him that piece of paper, he was like, Oh shit. Like that's fucking awesome. Like yeah. that's people that like, that's my people. Like that's somebody that I'm working with. And right, yeah. that was kind of like a good start. Yeah, there. that was man. That- and, and then like the questions, I mean, again, I know I came across as robotic, but like, I felt like the questions were there. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I did too. I, okay. So, and that's the thing, yeah. the questions and the content and the, and see, that was the problem because you just didn't have enough time. Right. Yeah. So, cause my, my criticism for that was that you, you were, you were, you were asking the questions. There were like, they were like, boom, 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 boom. And then you were like, and then respond. And then he, like he, okay. The question I had specifically said about like the food. He literally answered one. You asked him like three, I think, or four questions in at one go about yeah, the food, yeah, and he yeah. literally answered one question, and then you guys had to move on. But he didn't get it because like he didn't understand, or he didn't because you asked him like four questions, so he went on about the one, and then I think he was like, "Uh, wait, what else did you ask?" And then you just said, "Fuck it, I'm just I got to keep going." Like, sorry, yeah, fella. yeah, because you know I only had like I said, it's the time constraint, right, but yeah. also I prepared this dude and told him in advance, like, hey. Um, all the questions, these are all the questions I'm asked and I want you to sit with them so that you have an opportunity to answer them thoughtfully. Like, right. So I did that in advance and I can tell you right now, just, uh, and, and maybe maybe, who knows, I could be speaking out of school, but just in the way that he answered those questions, I don't think he fucking read it. No, he didn't. He, he he made that a point. He's like, well, I didn't have time or like, yeah, I think what it was was that he didn't think that I was going to give him a legitimate inter- interview right and then once he fucking heard the question he's like motherfuck like yeah that's what I'm saying yeah, like, yeah. at the beginning when he made yeah. that Nardwar yeah. comment he, yeah. he was I, I could tell like his body language went from kind of he was he was a little standoffish at the beginning with you and then his body and then like he, he, he relaxed yeah like after he was like oh he was shit. leaning up against the wall at yeah. one point yeah. right yeah exactly he was literally like with his arm up and he had the mic here and he was just like yeah, yeah. you know man and he was having a nice casual conversation with you it seemed like yeah and and that I think was 
that was some of the highlights of the interview too. And, yeah. and so the criticisms being what they are, I do think overall, I thought that that was very, a very good interview. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you got a lot of, you gave a lot of the context about him as a per like, cause I didn't know shit about this guy. Yeah. So like, how about that part? There was a part where I had to ramble on and explain like the art and the visuals of the project yeah. itself where I said like, well, I have to give this pre context because it, I, it's not for me and it's not for him, but it's for like the people that don't know, like these right. are the things that I see. And this is yeah. like, in order for me to ask this question, I have to give the background of why I'm asking it. it. Yeah. yeah. So well, I don't know. Like the- I, I like that. I, and that's kind of the, and maybe that's just cause kind of, that's somewhat of the dynamic we have on most of our things that we do here is, mm. is you, we have to, yeah, one of us is usually an expert on one thing and then the other people aren't. So you have to quantify it and give that context of like what it is behind it so that people who are listening to this and like people that are just watching that interview, they might not know who the fuck Kainalu is and they might need to, well, who Oh, you f- said it right. I mean, yeah, Oh, cool. Go, All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they might not know who the fuck it is mm-hmm. and they might need to know sh- this shit about him because why are you asking them about this dumb shit? Like, you know, to somebody who doesn't know, they'd be like, why is he asking this dumb fucking question? Oh, well, you already quantified it of why you're asking this question with the pre-context of, of explaining about, hey, this is the reason why I'm asking this question. And I do think it's important for someone like that because if this was, let's say, Barbara Walters and fucking Snoop Dogg doing this interview, yeah, you don't got to ask Snoop Dogg all the background fucking history. You can just straight ask him the question because everybody knows who the fuck Snoop Dogg is and what he's about. This guy, it's different. You don't know. Then nobody knows you. So you, that's why you got to provide that. And I think it's... There is a... A storytelling aspect to interviews mm-hmm. and i think you did that fucking part of it very well yeah like yeah and to me and that's something i think that's lost a lot nowadays is that everybody's just what's this what do you think about this here's what do you think about that yeah uh-huh yeah what do you think about this uh-huh here yeah and it's like that was the re okay if it sounds disjointed those questions sound disjointed in any way like i, I know i asked like there was a subset of questions within each one yeah. but it's because i was trying to get the most out of that the dude. time yeah and the it, most out of the you know it, interview that you were given because yeah. i don't know how many questions you actually had prepared i'm sure there you were like know. 13 but each one maybe had like two or three additional in, ones inside of their own that yeah. shouldn't have been too difficult to answer right like, like it maybe it was like a one sentence answer but like yeah. i asked I, I, try, okay. I try to be as explicit. There was one question where I asked about um, when he's mixing. Like, yeah. Because he has this guy named Adam Tyne, who's somebody that's working with um, this guy named Joe, Joe Curie, who's part of, like, the the Stranger Things cast. Uh-huh. And that guy, like, his music is pretty decent. And he's working with him. And he's also part of, like, he's, he's a musician that... That mixer and master guy uh, is somebody that plays with Joe. Right? Uh-huh. So like that guy Kaina Lu is also working with Adam Ty and, and I'm like okay so like for for somebody like you that is that is a producer and makes your own music I understand that you yourself have an idea of what the song sounds like but right. you might not know the path of how to get there to make the bass sound a certain way to right. make certain things sound that way so it's like are you already conceiving ideas of how certain things are going to sound by making the mix yourself, like making yeah. it very, who, who, like who knows if you went in the right direction, but you like, you at least started that. And then you're like, Hey Adam, like you take this and tell me where I went wrong or yeah. like make the adjustments. And that, that was like, and then I followed up with like two or three other questions regarding that specific one. Cause I wanted to know like, how the fuck does yeah, that work? Do you like get to that point. Yeah. yeah. Like, how do you make 
a song to where the mixing and mastering is done, and especially for somebody like yourself that is pretty much doing the entire process like by himself. So yeah, yeah. And, you know, that was very interesting to hear hear all about that. And and one of the things that I don't know why the fuck this is the question that stood out of my mind of what I really fucking want to know. But when you asked him about the food thing and you asked him where his favorite place to get fucking poke was, like, yeah. I really want to know where the fuck he got, I, like, because he didn't answer it. And yeah. I'm like, man, I want, so next time you yeah. have, like, and, and I don't know, I don't know when he, how often he comes out to fucking the, the no, Southern California I don't think it's probably not a lot. Food, yeah. But, I mean, shit, who knows? Next time he comes out here in six months or another year or fucking whatever, ah, maybe you can, you can get him to sit down and fucking actually, like, do a real have him on as a pod on a podcast or something and just be like, Oh, Hey man, like yeah. let's just talk and have a conversation. And then, uh, if I get lucky and happen to be there for it, that's the fucking first question I'm going to ask him. Like you son of a bitch. I need to know where the fucking favorite place to yeah, get poke is. The, the food question was just kind of like a fun throwaway one. Yeah, that's a good question though. Yeah, like that's cause, cause I just want to know. Cause I think, what people eat kind of tells like another story as well. Right. Yeah. Like the spam asubi thing. Like, that oh, was, yeah, that was interesting. That but, was very yeah. interesting to hear about. And, and again, because he even quantified it with the re, like what the, the spam asubi thing is about because of World War Two and the yeah. soldiers. And I'm like, like, oh, my that. God, this is so cool. Like, yeah, yeah, like that was fucking great. And I don't know. It's just because I like fucking history or whatever. But hearing, yeah, that aspect of it and going like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, like I had I've heard of I know what that's the reason why it is. It, why it exists is because of World War Two and the soldiers and the, that's what they had to eat with spam mm -hmm. so fucking they made this whole dish out of you know spam so it's funny how he as a kid also was oh yeah man and like now as it all he makes that and he like loves it and that's what he fucking eats and it's like oh well, yeah, spam's and, cheap and, it's easy and then he also gives it to his like bandmates right and yeah and, and everybody shit. else loves it yeah so it's funny uh and the pokey question was only i only asked it because i'm like oh if you're a resident of hawaii hawaii you must know where the good spots oh, yeah. are for poke right. and you might know like what good poke is. Yeah. And, like, we have that here, but I'm like, right. I want to know what, like what your spot, cause if I ever go to fucking Hawaii, if like, we I get, wanna, yeah. if, if we get to a place where we're, we're able to travel and do whatever we right. want, like, yeah. dude, I want to know where to go. Like I want to go where the locals go. I don't yeah. want to go where the fucking tourists go. Right. Fuck I that. I want the, the good, good shit. shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fucking exactly, yeah. man. So that's why like I ask those questions. Like if I ever do an interview, like food is probably going to be a big part of it. Cause I yeah. want to go, I want to go where they go. Like, yeah. Yeah, so, no, definitely. Was yeah. Well, anyways, you have anything else to add about that? Uh, no, I think that was it. Overall, I just want to say I do think the interview was very good. Mm. Um, I think that people who uh, are interested, and also I want to say Kainalu's music is good too. I I didn't know shit about this guy. I, I and then so once you sent me that interview and I and I watched it, I was like, well, let me hear what the fuck this guy's music is. And yeah, I, yeah his his music is enjoyable. It's 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 very it's very good. I like the fucking. The beats or whatever the fuck you want to call them or yeah. whatever I, I like them i think they're fucking good yeah it's uh, he dubs it as like psychedelic funk yeah it's a good way to put it um i i don't i think there's rock elements in there yeah uh, like there's definitely rock in there he has a song called jensen hourglass that i really enjoy and uh that one is cool because uh i don't know if i made it well, he brought it up, but something that he's been posted about is like his, the mo the passing of his mother. Like he yeah. was making this album during the passing of his mother, and one of the lines in the song is like, "Oh, it, um, I don't remember what comes before or after, but he says something along the lines, uh, "Are you something? Are you someone that your mother is proud of? Like, did you run away from your problems? Like, I think those were the two yeah. verses. I'm like, oh, that's cool because not only is it about like him personally experiencing the death of his mother, but it's like the way that you proceed in life, are you also doing things in honor of their like memory and shit? Yeah. I'm like, Oh, that's a, it's a good line. Um, well, it's a good verse rather. Yeah, it is. And, it is. um, but yeah, I think that dude, um, 
at least like in my personal opinion, there's a band called Tame Impala from Australia that everybody knows like their songs and shit. Yeah. I think that this dude is just as good, if not better. Cause, uh, yeah, I just, I just enjoy his music a lot. And, um, uh, I don't know if I have anything else to add, but yeah, if you, if you had, if you haven't had the opportunity to check out the interview, just type in Kai Nalu, uh, and, um, all gas, no trash. That should be enough of the keywords, but I also have other stuff available. I was supposed to be posting videos on my channel to, I have other sets, like I have uh-huh. other band sets, but the only ones that I have are like Genesis Owusu, who's the artist that I was telling you about yeah. in this, in this podcast, uh, another Australian artist that I think is a big deal. Uh, I, I recorded his entire set at the Roxy, <laughs> but uh, I'm, nice. I, I have other sets that I want to share because this other band, um, actually, there's two groups. There's the Altons, who are part. This is this will kind of get you pumped a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So there's a record label here in Rivers. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. We're Riverside adjacent. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave it Whatever. at that. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, a record label called Penrose Records, which is a sister. I think I think it's like a, a fraternal label to this other label called Daptone Records. Uh-huh. Um, they do like a lot of soul music and stuff. But yeah, yeah. this guy, the uh, the guy that made Daptone Records, a co-founder, he came out to Riverside and started a label. He's actually from here, I think. Huh. But he started a record label and he had all these artists, the Altons, the Sinceres, the, the Sacred Souls. Three of those bands are like, starting well i don't know if they're starting but like they're kind of like the established acts when it comes to like soul music uh soul revival soul Uh, d's music yeah yeah. um but one of the bands that i saw uh well one of them being the altons like i'd seen them in years past like for their debut album release which is back in 2019 yeah but one thing that happened here locally like in riverside county is that this band the secret souls performed at this place called the concert lounge downtown riverside and i think it was in the month of august so like this month like i I think it's probably even this week um that i discovered this band yeah uh so i went to go see this band called the sacred souls and they didn't have a large following or anything like Mm. anything like that but i heard that dude's voice his name is joshua lane like kind of kind of sounds like curtis mayfield or even like al green like those old soul voices um and I heard this dude's voice and I'm like, shit, this is like, this, this is the thing that like yeah, San Diego, yeah. like this is the thing that San Diego is going to call their own. So pretty much after that, I don't know at one point they got signed to that record label, but that guy, Gabe Roth, who's the founder of Penrose records signed yeah. that fucking band. And then like during the pandemic, it was revealed, or I think maybe it was even before that. It, uh, maybe it was like towards the end of 20, 2019, they revealed the roster for that whole label. So there's like a whole record label that is happening over there. Oh, nice. In, in Riverside County. Yeah. Or downtown Riverside, rather. And a lot of these bands are great. And uh, the Sacred Souls have gone on to not only release their debut album with like huge numbers, but they've also appeared on television and oh, have done shit. it. And I saw that shit from fucking their fourth appearance ever. Yeah. Uh, like here in fucking Riverside. So like. I mean, I'm no probably nobody to them, but yeah. <laughs> but like uh, the one one thing that I have to quickly say before we sign off. Yeah. Um. So I drove down for their first residency, um, at this place called the Soda Bar, and there wasn't more than like fifty, maybe even a hundred people there that went out to their shows. So, um, I mean. Anyways, uh, so it was like the Altons and it was the C- the sincere not the the Altons and these Sacred Souls playing on one show, and this is one that my friend and I went out to and it was cool cause we got in for free yeah. and, uh, 
you know, it was just a great night of music, but you just you fucking knew, man. You knew this guy was like the band itself was going to go on to do better things, yeah. but there was nobody else looking around, dude. Like it's, <laughs> it's strange, but like I knew I fucking knew, like, I just knew dude. And then I went back there in 2021 to go see another band. And the strangest thing, like the most serendipitous thing happened. So I was like walking down the, the, the crosswalk to get to this place. Yeah. And I hear the, one of the songs from that band, the sacred souls. I'm like, Oh my God, this is like the strangest thing ever. Fucking two years ago, they were like, you know, nobody, well, not right. to say they're nobody's, yeah. but they're just on starting their journey. Right. Now everybody's fucking blasting them in San Diego. And like, it was yeah. just a weird fucking thing. Cause like there's a million songs that could have been played on the radio right. for, for, yeah, that yeah. came out of that guy's car, but it happened to be that, they, one, so, yeah, them, that, them, yeah. that band. And I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Like, you know that they're on their way or they have already accomplished like more than they could possibly imagine but right, yeah. maybe we'll save that for another time like that. yeah yeah no that, that is a good one but, for another episode uh, if, are we at 130 uh one 128 oh, so fuck. i mean we're almost we're almost there all right uh, uh yeah so i don't know if i have anything else to add besides that but yeah. shit anything after this has just been a bonus dude like, i mean shit really i mean we like like you had said man we only thought we were gonna maybe we would have been happy with 30 minutes yeah and we, now we basically tripled, we tripled that, that yeah which is pretty fucking goddamn good and uh you know i have to say also i do appreciate that you criticize like you, you didn't just ah uh, like suck my dick well or anything. that's the other thing too because like i could have just sucked your dick and said oh adam this is so great and yeah. it's the best but really that's doing you a disservice i feel like because because yeah, if i if i'm to get better at this yeah then then, need, then yeah. you need to be have realistic criticism and and it's not like i said it's not going to be all bad criticism because i obviously now listen if you fucked the whole thing up and it was all garbage then i would say hey man i didn't really like any of this and i'm yeah. sorry but you know this is what i think you should do yeah. and then you tell me to go fuck myself or whatever or get better i don't know whatever change make changes who knows yeah but i did there were plenty of things i liked about it it, and mm. then there were a few things that happened that I feel like needed improvement. So, yeah, yeah. And I didn't want you to feel like Attacked I was, or... yeah, attacking you because I, I. That's kind of a problem where sometimes when I like give people criticism, is they take it like I'm, like I'm fucking. But, but that's hurt for, them. Yeah, you that's know? that's for anybody. Like, I mean, it's just a difficult thing to deal with to say like, well, this isn't because you suck. It's just right. because you need to get better. Right. Okay. Well, it's the same thing. For example, like the the intros, all those intros and shit that I made. So like. What Frank Frank said the, about the the CUP one, he's like, yeah, that was just it was just bad. But now, you, but you, but he hasn't done anything either. True, exactly. Yeah. But he, but okay, he was right to a certain point. So like when I was doing the fucking singing in the metal, yeah, that was garbage, and I thought it was funny. But then I was like, you know what? He's right. That sucks. So I changed that part. I kept the first part because I still liked it. Hold, hold but, up, hold up. Oh, sorry. So, so the only thing I could say about like Frank having an influence about what you're doing uh-huh. is that don't even. I mean. I don't want to say protect yourself from other people's opinions, but until he's actually done something, like I wouldn't even take his opinion to, sure. to, into yeah. account. I mean, sure, that's yeah. that's true, that's possible. But and also, like, I don't want your shit to be like maybe as stupid as it sounds might be the thing that people actually like. Like, sure, maybe. So, uh, I mean, I think you should just do shit and then yeah, and then just sit do on it. it. But you, you as an inner like uh, a self self-critiquing yourself right. I think you also kind of know when things aren't yeah. good yeah and so like that's why okay it just took it just took him to tell me to stop lying to myself about that part I'm mm-hmm. like okay yeah you know what he's right I really kind of don't like this part of it mm-hmm. I can do something better yeah which is what I which is what I feel like I turned it into and I'm gonna you know record it tomorrow and then you know we'll see how it sounds when I after I do it yeah it's it's, it's not me singing I'm doing no singing because fuck that that yeah. obviously does not work yeah even though it was it was it's ridiculous but I don't know. anyways this is better so anyways let's see we hit an hour and a half oh fuck yeah we did yeah. all right yeah so cool. just real quickly like yeah. I, I think whether you're regardless of what you're working on 
on. And if it, if it's in the case that we're doing this podcast for music yeah. that like taking criticism is a very, I, I think it's probably difficult for a lot of people, but yeah. it's with the intention that most of the times it's like for your better, your betterment usually. Right. So. Well, at least when yeah. it comes to us doing it to each other, yeah. when it comes to a lot of other people, I do think that the majority of people that give criticism to people, it's to fucking hurt them, not yeah. to help them. Yeah. And that's why it's hard to take criticism because our whole lives were programmed that you're oh, man, special yeah and then and then and then it's like but then when somebody's trying to fuck with us and they tell they do the opposite and they go oh you're such just a piece of shit this is yeah. the worst thing i've ever heard in my life and you suck and it fucks with you so yeah but yeah. anyways well yeah we've we kind of uh <coughs> diverted from yeah, like the did, music thing did, but yeah. but anyways yeah we have we had fun this episode we, we did i had a good time it was a good it was a good one so right, cool. anyways uh yeah so if you uh stuck around this long uh thanks and uh, we appreciate you and we'll fucking uh, see you on the next one peace out That was the Game Rage Music Show. Thanks for listening.